0: Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19? Just... Where <laughs> What site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I... <laughs> they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't imagine. know, honey. I don't know where he got that from.
1: From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City, part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina.
0: Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big basketball show from the home of champions. Oh, no, from. <laughs> You're, wait, wait. Oh, man, I really messed that up. Okay. We're here for the big basketball show. Um. The big basketball show at from the Dave in the City Studios at the home of champions Southern California, and the the champions right now the Lakers, not having a good week to be completely honest, but uh, but still, champions nonetheless. Dodgers about to begin their title defense in about oh, about a few weeks, and when the spring training begins, some news there in baseball as well. A lot of teams coming after uh, uh, after them, I think. We will make the attempt to do an MLB season preview. COVID cut it short last we- year. We didn't even do one. But uh, I can see if I can get our friends Ari and Jerry to come. Ari, probably not. Jerry, decent chance. We'll see. But right now we talk about basketball. And to do that, of course, we have a friend Chris in Georgia back to to take care of all that with us. Uh, before we start, I really want to thank all of you guys on YouTube for for tuning in to the the uh, the two shows we had. Uh, devoted to Super Bowl week. Boy, what an incredible audience we had for the Prop Bet Show with uh, Tom in Northern Virginia and our friend Kevin on the Cape, the Junkman, Man, um, who we also called Junkie, on back on the board when he was there. 650 people watched that thing. I can't believe that that many people would watch us jokers doing prop bets, but just a tremendous moment. And Thank you all for tuning into that and it helps dif- <laughs> it helps diffuse the the bonehead decision that i made to not publish that episode to the podcast feed that is completely my fault so those of you who only subscribe to the podcast i'm really sorry you got that show a whole week late um please forgive me but if you if you are subscribing now check it out anyway hopefully you enjoyed them in retrospect but otherwise i hope you enjoyed it back on youtube so let's get to it nba talk much to cover i mean we haven't done an nba show in a while so Let's jump it. The NBA report for February 16th we're a couple of days from Valentine's Day and a day from President's Day weekend. We hope you enjoyed your holiday if you had one. Uh, those, that, 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 ho- that weekend's a good one. like you can you can nestle up inside and enjoy some basketball. And golf, which uh, both Chris and I did, we did enjoy the Pebble Beach Pro-Am without the without the AMs, just the pros, and I liked it. I thought it was great. I I, I, I wish they would just <laughs> dump the pro the amateurs for good. Forget it. Like I wanted to see the good players play, but it was a it was a good tournament. And out of all of it comes Daniel Berger, who had been knocking on the door for a win for quite some time. And congratulations to him winning the Pebble Beach Pro Am. A very nice victory for him as we uh, continue our, our California swing in the PGA Tour. But that's not why you guys are here tonight. You're here to talk to listen to us talk basketball and there's been some good basketball out there in the NBA. The Jazz are the biggest team that, that, are, that have been the biggest team out of everybody this particular week. They have not lost a game in over a week. They are. They have dominated their home stand. They beat every team. They beat some good teams. They beat the Celtics. Well, I don't know if they're good. Well, we're going to talk about whether the Celtics are a good team. But they beat the Sixers. They beat the Bucks, And they beat them pretty convincingly. So they've just taken every good team in the East and beaten them on their home floor. It's impressive. The only team they didn't beat so far out of that Eastern cluster. Um, and the Heat, too. Well, the Heat aren't a good team, actually. We'll talk about them in the, are, are they a good team, a conversation. But the only team they hadn't beaten out of that Eastern Cluster uh, is the Utah Jazz. And I forgot to mention, I didn't write this in the outline, but the Charlotte Hornets, goodness gracious. How about LaMelo time and uh, Hayward time? That is a fun team to follow. So we can get we can start with those two teams as we begin our segment. Chris, it's so good to have you back. Great to talk to you again and chat some hoops. How's it going tonight? Thanks for having me, Dave. Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know, I, I you know things are fine. I'm doing are fine at work, and um, yeah, the NBA has just been. You know, I know everybody says, "Ah, oh, February, nobody, eh, sports is so dead." Blah 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 blah. But it's when you learn about teams in basketball. So if you're a true fan of the sport, whether it's in college or in pro, this is where you learn about the teams: who's coming, who's not coming, who are the contenders, and who are the pretenders. And who's making the push. And the Jazz and the Hornets are two teams that are really making the push. I mean, they, these two teams have been really exciting to watch. They've been just great at home. And, and they've beaten some good competition, I, I think. I mean, the Jazz, like I mentioned, they've beaten pretty much like almost every team, every good team in the East so far. And the Bucks is a big win. I That's a big win, even though, you know, I don't think the Bucks are as great as a lot of other people do. But that's a very big quality win. When you talk about a team that's probably going to get a top three seed in the East, so we can start with them. Um, first of all, how are you? Uh, how How have you been the last couple of weeks? What have you been enjoying throughout the season? And then we can segue to the Jazz.
1: Uh, I've been fine, you know. I've been um, I've been watched as many games as I would like, uh, but you know, it, it, we're we're picking up now and. um yeah, no, I'm going to be locked in. But I, I agree with your points, though. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets have been a nice surprise. And, and uh, they look like they will be a playoff team. Um, the Knicks are another surprise. Again, you know, a team that neither of us expected. I famously said that I thought they were the worst team in basketball. And uh, they've, been, they've been pretty good. Um, so, I, you know, I, I like to talk about NBA surprises, not not what I got wrong. In the, in the beginning <laughs> of the season because it sounds better
0: that sounds fine but
1: <laughs> but um but no it's been fun i mean you know that's that's the thing about the nba is like you look from year to year and, and uh and you know the teams are the top generally top four teams you know there there usually aren't that many surprises there but the teams that kind of bubble up and come out of the lottery and you know you know make it make a run at those playoff spots. That that really becomes interesting especially this time of year um as she's as you start to see like some patterns of you know form and and uh and so yeah yeah no it's it'll it'll be fun and I'm I'm going to definitely uh pick up my viewing and and uh and get get some more hoops in.
0: So on the Jazz the keys to their success are two things. One has been a constant for about three years. The defense has been very good, and it continues to be really good this year. Um, you're getting everybody to buy in. You know, Obviously, Rudy Gobert is one of the premier defenders in the league. There's nothing really to talk about with the defense because we already know all those guys so well. What is What has changed for them is that offense. And the question for both of us, we both said the same thing in text to each other. Is this sustainable? Like they have been knocking the ball down, great from the three point line. They were shooting around forty percent during a lot of that homestand, and it's just a question of is that gonna is that here to stay? Is this gonna be a thing? I mean, they've had Conley in, and he's starting to play some minutes. Jordan Clarkson continues to be pretty good off the bench, and and, and Donovan Mitchell obviously has spoken for. He's a, he's just a dynamite player. Um, not, not all the time, but he is this he is right now in the middle of the season. So, yeah, I'm just as skeptical as everybody else with their shooting ability. I feel like they've had some ins- just an unbelievable number of threes. And what's interesting is that they're really shooting them at a really large rate. And I don't know if you're if if you if you would feel that the the numbers back that up, but they have chucked up a lot of three-point shots, like more than I can remember. So, they're really knocking them down right now, but I wonder if that's going to keep going cuz it, it's feels like a deviation from the mean what, what's your feeling as far as their offense
1: yeah no they're um i think they lead the league in three pointers made and in three percentage they're they're like top five they're i think they're number four they're shooting at a almost a 40 percent clip i think that four or five guys shooting above 40 percent. which last time i checked let me double check that but the the numbers are bananas um but they're you know they're they're still not um, you know, there's I, I I I don't know if it's sustainable. I, I think I tend to think that they're they're very good though, because if you look at last year, they were they were actually pretty good at shooting threes. So uh, and and but the story this year I think is really um, is Conley. He's he was bad last year and he's been much much better. He's making 56 percent of his shots so far this season. last year he was under 40 not, under 40 50 percent from the floor. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's been the real story. But, yeah, if you look at their stats, Ingles is at four, 44% from three. Royce O'Neill, 43%. Conley, 41%. And then you have, like, Boyan at 39, Donovan Mitchell at 39, and Jordan Clarkson at 38%. So they're, like, they've got some heavy volume shooters who have just been lights out. Um, and it's funny, you mentioned... Jordan Clarkson, I think he last night's line, I think he had like 41 points, no assists, one rebound last night against the Sixers, which is like one of the craziest lines. That I've is ever crazy. Seen. How
0: do you <laughs> I got to double check that one. That is unbelievable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Jordan Clarkson, though. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you have one job, I guess. <laughs> really, um,
0: yeah, you're right. He, he owns it.
1: <laughs> so, but uh, a little asterisk by that game last night. Just for the simple fact that Joel Embiid, who's been outstanding, who, who will be in the MVB talk this year, did not play. So okay. they have they actually played um they played Simmons at center a lot. And he had a nice game, he like 42 points. But um but uh, that 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 might be a little asterisk, a little side note when we talk about the Sixers. that but, is a
0: good but point. But yeah, the
1: yeah, the but the uh I mean give him credit. I mean they've been outstanding. Um, and I you know, I I I think they are a pretty good shooting team. These guys are, these guys have all proven that they can make it. And I think the key has been Conley. He's just been so much better than he was a year
0: ago. Yeah, I that's what they were hoping for when they got him. So they're yeah. finally realizing the ability that Conley has. It's a big, it's a big get. Yeah, I mean, I've had the privilege of watching a couple of these games and. And that definitely has stuck out to me too. Like their three pointer, their three point shot has just been more consistent for them. And you mentioned it was bad, it was not it was not as bad as people remembered last year. And but it's just it's just amazing this year. And it's like you're not used to seeing the Jazz score the three pointer the way that Golden State does. So that's that's just hilarious. Like it's just <laughs> it's just amazing that they can be so dominant, so prolific at the three. But they have been doing a tremendous job. And similar to you. You know, I, I said this already, but I, I feel like there's going to be a drop-off in that area. But it still might be pretty good. So I, I am very curious to see how that will continue into the rest of the season. So, you know, I... I, I One I, other I, stat. Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, what's I, the I stat? Thought, I want to hear it.
1: I was just going to... Yeah, I just want to throw one other stat at you that I think is interesting about the Jazz, Because mm-hmm. I, I like to look at, like, the three-pointers made, three-pointer percentage. Opponents three-pointers made. Jazz are second to the Suns. Yeah. So not only are they they shooting in a high clip and making a lot of them, they are preventing their opponents from making them. So I didn't mean to interrupt Dave, but I, I just wanted to get that in there.
0: That is a big point. But it's also been their MO for a while. Like they've been good at mm-hmm. defense, but put, but that's a particularly high level of defense on the perimeter. And and that actually is a nod to Conley as well because he's always been known as a good defender, right? Like I think he I think of him as a good defender.
1: Yeah, absolutely, totally so, the great grind days, absolutely. One
0: hundred percent. So it's it's a great it's a great mark on him. That's an impact that he definitely has had on the on that team this year. So very cool. Like it's you know you can you can root for that. I mean, you know, we, we just, we past shows, we talked about how much we used to hate the Jazz, but but this is a different team. It's, it's not, this is not the same team at all, and they don't even have fans, so I can't even get on the fans. There's no fans. Like, there might be, well, maybe there are some fans, but there's not very many. So, it's nothing like night. F-
1: <laughs> yeah, in fairness, uh, you hated them more than I did. I mean, I, I just didn't oh, naturally. enjoy, yeah, I didn't, no. I didn't, I didn't enjoy their style of play, but... Yeah, there was a real rivalry there with yeah. your
0: teams. Oh, yeah. yeah no. Laker fans were <laughs> not going to be sympathetic to the Jazz. And it was very easy to root for Chicago in the late 90s than during those two NBA finals. It just um, – yeah. they're memorable finals for sure, for sure. But anyway, back to business. Um, other teams yeah. that have really been hot this week, um, a couple in particular – now, the Memphis Grizzlies are actually – you talked about them. Well, in the past, but the, the but the current day version has have really hit a switch. Like they have hit another gear, because I was just talking about how they were one of the worst offenses in the NBA in text just a few weeks ago. But then Jabbarant came back, and suddenly everything changed. This team won how many in a row was it? it was like eleven in a row, a lot of games in a row. Maybe it was seven. But the Grizzlies have battled their way back to 500, and they now are a player. They are, as we speak, doing this program. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, they are down to the Pelicans by thirteen, uh, and I think we have a free league pass this week, so you, that doesn't affect you, but <laughs> it means, but, but it means is that I can watch the game. So maybe I'll check that out in a minute. Um, but yeah, so they they are losing right now, but they have been very interesting. And I really do think that John's a difference. Like he's been playing very well. Uh, they've been talking about Anderson. They've been talking a little bit about uh, about I forget who else. But it's a very young team too. Like it, like I don't think anybody on that team is over the age of twenty eight. So it's, it's a very unique situation. So uh, would you say that the Grizzlies have been one of the hot teams as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, right now I think they would be what seed would they be? Well, they'd be in the ninth seed, which would be they'd be in that nine, 10 play in game, but, um, but they'd be in the playoffs, which is, you know, something. And, um, yeah, I mean, John ja makes a big difference. Um, Jaron Jackson jr is still out, but supposedly is, is going to resume basketball activity soon. So that might be interesting because he's, I mean, in my opinion, he's their second biggest star. Um, and if they could get him back and they've got job ja back and, um, that all of a sudden becomes a very interesting team. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a good job by you picking up on them. Excuse me. And, uh, and um, yeah, they'll be, they'll be one to watch. It's funny, I have not – they're one of the few teams I really haven't watched this year yet, um, just for whatever reason. I just have not had a chance to watch them. I mean, maybe Jaws out. They're, they don't interest me that much, but now that he's back, um they're on the
0: radar. Well let's be honest, when he was out, that team was difficult to watch, period. They couldn't get to yeah. they couldn't get to ninety five points on some nights but with him out. They were a miserable offense when he wasn't there. So I guess it just goes to show you how valuable he truly is to that team because that team was unwatchable. I'm sorry, I'm serious. Like that team I, I they would be on too. Like I you no, know, they played the Lakers one night. I'm like, oh my God. This is bad basketball. It's so bad. But yeah. so it's not just like they can't shoot or whatever, but they are play at a slow pace. And it's like, if you don't have a dynamic player leading that team, that team is very forgettable. So you were in your you had you were in the right not watching them. Like that was not worth watching. Um, it's the low pace teams. Like we also can talk about the Sixers. The I'm sorry, not the Sixers. Well, the Sixers too, actually. They they have a slow pace as well. They're doing fine. There's no reason to really bring them up on the program tonight, but. Um, but I did actually want to, maybe I can tangent this, because you mentioned that Embiid didn't play in the game against the Jazz, and they the, the the 76ers have only one win in the last three seasons or so when Embiid does not play in the game. And are you disappointed that it's that gross of a record? Don't you think they should at least win, like, some of those games? Like, I I really think they should be talented enough to beat other teams, like, Like, we can't keep going to the excuse, well, Embiid didn't play. I know he's having a great year. I mean, it's fantastic. Like, he's averaging 35 points a game. Like, he's having a really good start to the season. But they have to figure out ways to win some of these other games. Because if you you can't win at least, like, a fraction of these games when Embiid can't play, he's not going to play every game. Like, he's a big guy. He needs rest. You don't want to blow him out. I'm just disappointed that they can't win more of those games. Like, what? Don't you think that they should be doing better, especially against bad teams? Like when when he's not in the game.
1: What run that? You got to run that by me again. One they've one win without Embiid in the last two years. What, what was it?
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like let me, I'll show you seven's record without Embiid. It's it's crazy. Like like watch. Okay. Huh.
1: So like it, I wouldn't guess that, but I mean, you know, you think they would sit him against some cupcakes and and they. It, they would win those.
0: You would think so. It's, it's so crazy. I want to find that record because I, I, I really... All right. Let's see. Uh, Do-do-do. Does raise some eyebrows. Well, oh, Give me the record. I didn't... You have to... It's 19... <laughs> I love Doc Rivers diffusing the mo- situation. Like, it's not a big deal. He does that all the time. But huh. let's see. The Phil... I mean, is... it, it, it
1: just for my... The reason I'm asking is I just want to know when what the spread is. Is that over his career? Uh, okay. It was only like, over there were some
0: it, it was actually only over a year. So Okay, so they this, were, this yeah. season or mostly this season. Okay. So their last win without without Embiid before they beat some joke team, I think. Or there was like a surprise win against somebody. Um but they they did beat they did have a win without him. It was like a couple weeks ago. But until then, they had gone the that entire season basically with no wins in any of Joel Embiid's uh, rest games, and so prior to that, they hadn't won a game in, since like twenty nineteen, like the calendar year twenty nineteen. So uh, it was part of the twenty nine. It was a twenty, I guess, the twenty nineteen twenty season for that season, which of course you know ended in a bubble. I don't even did the Sixers. Yeah, of course the Sixers made the bubble. So they were. Um, they were eleven and eleven in those games in the previous season, but they had started much of the season basically like oh and everything until like one win recently. So I'm very oh. I'm very surprised at that. I'm like, you should win. you should go five hundred when Joel Embiid doesn't start, because like, as you said, he probably would rest a lot in a lot of the games against bad teams. And if you can't beat teams like Minnesota, and I think they did lose to Minnesota during one of those. I mean. I mean, that's just inexcusable. So, I, what is keeping them from winning more of these games without Embiid? Is my question. I yeah. the, the, can't use the Jazz. Obviously, the Jazz are great, but I mean, every, all yeah. these other games, you know?
1: Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I mean, because he's played 22 games, started 22 games, and they played 28. So, you're talking about like a one in five record, assuming if, you know, if I'm reading that stat right. Um, I don't know. It's not a huge sample. Uh, I wouldn't get too freaked out about it. And, you know, I, it's it is more 25. important.
0: How would you know that? That's, That's impressive. That's a good guess. I just looked at yeah, it. Yeah, no, because,
1: well, there's 28 games. And so oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so there's six that he did not play in. So, mm-hmm. But I, I, just, I just think, like, if he, I mean, it, you know, like what you said, it's more important he's rested, ready for the playoffs, and, um, and having him there, than. uh than not. I mean, what, what's impressed me though is that they're they're just a much they're a much better team than they were a year ago, um, just overall in terms of their their offense. I mean, they're a much more diverse offensive team than they were a year ago. I mean, the shooting is so much better. You know, having so Curry on that team has really opened things up. And um, I mean, the question I have though is, you know, and I saw a little bit of the Jazz game last night. I didn't watch it the whole thing, but I was kind of in and out, um, is I almost feel like, you know, they've got, and I still feel this way. I feel like they have two centers there. You know, they have Embiid and they have Simmons and they kind of get in each other's way. And like Simmons is a better player without Embiid in my opinion. Um, uh, But the thing, you know, it's just like, you're just, you got two guys who are better down low than they are, you know, I mean, they're, they're, than they are from the perimeter, even though Embiid's been amazing from three. I think he's shooting over forty percent from three this season. Last time I checked, he was over forty percent, which is insane. Um, but but they just both kind of you know fill up space in in the in the paint, and um, and so you know in, in a lot of ways, I feel like they would be better off trading one of them, which is uh, may, maybe that's in in the back of Daryl Morey's mind now. But I I think. He, you know, for now, I mean, I think he's probably content to, to stick with what he's got. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't see that as a huge deal just because you take away any team's best player. I don't, I don't know what their records are. I, I, I really don't. I mean, and um, in the case of Embiid, I mean, like, you know, he rested last night because he was, he was having back spasms. And you, you really want to keep that guy healthy and you want to keep him up and, uh, and ready for the playoffs
0: yeah I mean I completely endorse this, the resting in this case absolutely like I'm with it I'm with it just in general I just feel like this team is too good to be losing most of those games like 1 in 5 doesn't seem like a very good record and that's it if you're like 2 in 3 yeah, I mean that's, that's reasonable but it, it is a small sample size to your point that's, that's completely fair um, staying on the topic of injuries and, and in a similar in a similar way I think the Lakers need to do the same thing with with Davis. I would almost go so far as to say you probably shouldn't have played against Denver. Um, that I, it's easy to say that now, but to be completely honest, I guess it's because it's Denver. You know, maybe it's a key to you know Western Conference opponent. You want to see what you can do to beat him. But this is this was not a game you needed him. Like you don't need him for the next month. The Lakers have been playing well enough to win these games. They aren't having a good week. As I mentioned. And they didn't really have that great a week last week. They just happened to win most of the games, but but it's because Davis hadn't been playing a lot of this a lot a lot of that time. But they don't need to. Like I think if you can win like half of those games, get him back maybe for the last like three two or three weeks of the season, then get the best seed you can. That's all the Lakers really need right now. Like just it's more important that he rests with his Achilles being strained and now the calf strain. It's. It's just not worth it. Like, I, I think that they didn't need to play him in Denver with a high altitude. It seemed like that was a risky move from my perspective, and it may have been better if they just didn't play him. I'm not sure if anyone else has made that point yet, but there was no reason to play him in that game. Like, I just think the Lakers are going to be fine. They, they probably weren't going to win the game anyway, Um. Because, I mean, then I know that Denver is not that, you know, has having their own problems, but I really did think that the Lakers were probably going to lose that game. They they got a little lucky with some of those games anyway. Um they did lose. Uh what day was that? Friday? I think it was Friday, yeah, against trying to remember who though, but it wasn't Detroit. It was like Oklahoma City twice. It might have been Memphis. Yeah, it was Memphis. I think Memphis won. Uh, no, no, they beat Memphis. Excuse me. They did beat Memphis. I'm sorry. So they're coming off, actually, a bunch of wins. Excuse me. Uh, so, anyway, they were due. That's my point. So, Chris. I'm looking at the schedule. They won, like, seven in a row. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, so, so for sure, for sure. What did I say? They were struggling? Well, their they're losing streak has amounted to one game. <laughs> You're right. They did win all those games. And at the time, I was like, yeah, these are good wins. Like, you might think, well, why would you call a like an overtime win against Detroit a good win? couple things about that. Number 1, you knew that teams like that are going to give them their best. But Detroit has been a tough out anyway. They they have been you know this, you're a Celtic fan. You saw two games against them.
1: I saw three games against them they've been tough as nails and the Celtics lost two of those and they they were lucky to win the third.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know I'm wondering
1: how that team doesn't have more wins. I know, can't believe that. Them, so. Yeah,
0: I that is I, I think that's the, you know, I, I, one of our topics tonight is going to be teams that should be better than they are. That is the number one team that should be, at least in the sense that they should have a better record than they are. Because I'm like, how do they have that record <laughs> having beaten some great teams? They beat the Lakers when they were in Detroit. They beat the Celtics, both in Detroit, I think once in Boston. And yeah. they beat Indiana. Uh, they beaten. Uh, let me see. I think they beat Milwaukee. Like, how the hell are they like six and eleven right now?
1: Eight and nineteen right now. Oh, it's eight and nineteen. Yes. Okay, so I, I yeah. didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I didn't You're close. But
0: no, seriously though, like I just can't believe that record. I'm like, they, they, there's no way. Like, I, I don't. I, I am. I'm just blown away at that. It, right? They have pieces. Like they have Jeremy Grant, who they got. Um, in the in in the off season, they he was with he was with Denver last time. And they Delan um, Wright
1: has been great. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. And, and this rookie, Sadiq Bey, out of Villanova, I mean, I think he he was like eight for eight against in, against the Celtics in the last game. He had thirty points.
0: hmm
1: Just killed him. It was just a dagger. So they're they are interesting. All of a sudden they're a really interesting team.
0: Yeah. Uh, swap out the Heat for the for the the Bucks. I, I think the Bucks still beat them all three of their games. But my point stands: they beat they beat the Sixers, and that's a good team. I mean, they they gave the Jazz everything. They didn't beat the Jazz, but they gave them everything in that game, and um, in and that was uh, that was at Utah, no less. They were. Like I said, they they almost beat the Lakers a second time, and then, but they had, they they lost in overtime. They beat the Nets, which I don't know what that means yet because we're gonna get to them too. Um, <laughs> are the Nets a good team? I don't know. When you play defense that horribly, I I, I can't really make a call on that yet. So, uh, but the but the Pistons are just so interesting. Like it's a young team. Um, they trade they got rid of Drummond, which probably ends up benefiting them, right? Because you know, you lose some of the entitlement. Drummond is being a little tough to take this week. I'll mention that. I'll get to that later. So they're they're buying in. And I think Dwayne Casey seems to have them playing hard. And they are in literally every single game. So it's – it's I I think this team needs to be better. I just – I feel like they're due. Like, it's just – I can't explain it. Like, wh- where did they end up losing all these games? Like, I'm just like, they should have a better record. And uh, maybe they will. Yeah, you
1: – Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying maybe they will, right?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I was just going to point out, too, they traded They, they – you, you're talking about the young team, and I totally agree. And they traded one of their veterans, Derek Rose, two weeks ago to the Knicks uh, for um, Dennis Smith, Jr., who's I, who, who has to be like one of the big busts of all time. Yes. And a, and a second-round pick. But there's also rumors floating around that they are – on the verge of either trading or buying out blake griffin um so stay tuned for that because Ooh. um all of a sudden they, they uh, they're a young team that is going to get a whole lot younger in the next probably in the next month or so so um yeah i i can't figure it out i can't figure out why every time i see him they're you know they're battling every night um dwayne casey you know i mean we we joke about it but he's He's still a good coach. You know, it's not like, he's not a joke. I mean, he was, I mean, I think we we decided he was the only guy who won coach of the year and got fired in the same year. But (laughs) um, but he's, you know, he's legitimately probably upper echelon NBA coaches. I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting team to watch. And they they are young, like you pointed out. Um, So, yeah, yeah, Pistons, man. I, I was wrong about them, too. I thought they were terrible.
0: Well, everybody was wrong about those guys. Like they've outperformed everybody's expectations, so I got to give them a lot of credit. And that that that's true. I think Casey deserves a, a ton of respect for that. Yeah, you know he we I don't think we gave him enough love. He's a good coach. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, another team that's really kind of come out of nowhere. We, now, did we get into Charlotte yet? We talked about Lamelo. I think we did it a little bit. Kind of
1: touched on no. them. I mean, we we just mentioned that they're uh, at this point a playoff team, but. Interesting But, yeah, team. go ahead.
0: Mikhail Bridges, your boy, Gordon Hayward, yeah. who signed that big contract, and people probably thought, like, what's the use of that? They're going to suck. They don't suck. They're good. It's a good team. And maybe the record doesn't show it yet, but they are there, and they're coming. I really think that it's only a matter of time before they become a playoff contender. If they're not already there already. Like, the Hornets, um, I think we, I mentioned they were losing to New Orleans tonight, and that's, fun, you know, that, that's all... Uh, wait a minute. Where am I looking at? No, that was a different team that's losing the Hornets. Excuse me, or to the uh, Pelicans. But um, them at home is an interesting out. It's funny that they play at such a slow pace, and yet it's a, it, I think of them as an offensive team. The other thing I I noticed with them when they were playing the Rockets this game, and everybody saw this game. Did you notice that like a lot of people saw that game because it was on NBA TV? But that was like yeah. the coming of age. For Lamello, like the one everybody noticed, how good he was this year, and he was great. He he nailed a seven three pointers in that game. He had some great passes. There were some wicked plays. This is a wacky play at the end of the first quarter like a long old pass, and then like a little dump off to uh, it might have been Lamello, yeah, for the three pointer to end the to, 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 or maybe just a jump shot, um, for two to end the first quarter. And it suddenly went from a close game to a enormous blowout win. 119 and 94 over Houston. Um, you know they lost the next game, fine, and then they beat the Wolves, and then they lost to the Spurs. So they're playing about 500 ball, but that's pretty good. I I don't think anyone was really thinking much about them, and suddenly, you know, they're they're talking about the Hornets, and I think it's a very interesting team. And I'm sure I missed some guys. Um, uh, Scary Terry had a huge, he had like 30 points in that game against the, the Oh, Rockets. Terry's
1: been great. Yeah, it's been amazing for them.
0: So, a couple of your guys like doing doing work on the on the on the Hornets. Um, what's your thoughts on what are your thoughts on that team?
1: Yeah, no, they're they're they. I've been they've been kind of my like league past starlings this year because just because mostly because the ball, just because you know when you you have a guy with that kind of skill set and he's been a much better shooter than I thought he would be, but just that court vision and the passing ability i mean it's so rare dave and it's not like something like uh this you know you watch a guy come up and you're like okay he can become a better rebounder or he's going to work on his free throw shooting or he's going to become a better three-point shooter something like that is such a gift you know and it's like when you see a guy who has it comes up like you know like a magic or a lebron or bird kid had it too you know like who are just have such good court awareness and good ability to get the ball to an open man and and make the really difficult pass that is such a rare skill set so when you see this guy come in and he's you know he's like not even 20 years old and he's making these unbelievable plays it you know it you, you just kind of take a step back and like say okay everything else he can work on this is this is a real gift. So um, yeah, so they they are interesting. I totally agree. Um, they're 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 totally a fun team to watch. And um, I mean, I think they'll I think they'll make the playoffs. Right now, they they still have a losing record, but I I think they'll make the playoffs as one of those playing in one of those playing games. And um, who knows? I mean, maybe they could go on a little run there. You know, it's just like those one game series. To get to that eight seed, so was, who who knows what'll happen there? But um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's funny, you know. We I think offline we talked about uh, about ball and the draft, and you were like, "How did people miss on this guy?" And my feeling is like, there were a lot of people who missed on him, right? But then there were a lot of people like, "Yeah, he's head and shoulders the best player in this draft," and so and you know you 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 know while while we're in the middle of pandemic and he's playing goodness sakes he's playing in the abl the australian basketball league which i i mean i i've never seen a game in that league and you know frankly no one's scouting him and and you know it's just it's so hard and you know i mean we we, you know guys who were playing college in front of our faces kind of slipped through the cracks too that um that it was bound to happen but but yeah he's he's a real a real talent and um you know funny you you know like you you pointed out like lonzo came in probably with more hype and that was just i think because he came in and he was playing in the states and he was playing in la and
0: ucla yeah no less yeah
1: yeah. he's playing in you know one of the real um you know five or six big basketball programs in the country uh just historically um and you know it it doesn't hurt that he's from california and uh, you know just all the hype but um But you know this guy kind of flew under the radar a little. I mean, as much as guy who got picked second overall could, uh, but yeah, I I totally, uh, I totally think the wolves missed out on on this guy. You know, I mean, (laughs) there's a little bit of jaw there, but he's flashier in a lot of ways. I don't know. It's it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, he really is showing everything. Like his rebounding. You mentioned the passing. He can score. He can shoot the three, which Lonzo can't do. Like He's getting better at it, but he, he's just not doing it like LaMelo. Like, so it's like all the stuff that everybody hoped Lonzo would be. And certainly the Lakers had that those hopes. And LaMelo is doing all of those things and more, but for a team that nobody <laughs> knows about. But we're finding out about these guys, Chris. We really are. I mean, that game on NBA TV woke up a lot of people, turned a lot of people's attention to his game. And the game of several others, so it was really a joy to see that trending on Twitter. And I wanted—I just put it on because, like, I wanted to see Lil Melo. I hadn't seen him play a whole game yet, and man, they just kicked their ass. It was a great, it was a great night for Charlotte.
1: Yeah, there was—I think—I think at one point in the fourth quarter, Houston only scored like seven points in the second half. It was like <laughs> they just got shut down. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy.
0: Yeah. I guess that there was a point with Houston because up until that game, they were having a little bit of a run. They were winning some games, but it was clear to me, at least to my point of view, that they were benefiting from a pretty soft part of the schedule. Once they started playing better teams, it was, I think their lack of talent started to really come to the fore. Walls, obviously, a, a great talent. And- I, I,
1: I would argue that Christian Wood going down last year, like a week and a half ago really hurt them because he yeah. was playing great and he was he looked like an emerging star and uh, yeah. hopefully he comes back soon because i have not been two fantasy leagues but um but he, <laughs> he looks, i mean he looks like a real player, Now i know why and, he knows so
0: much about it.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and if you if you think about like detroit you know we're talking about detroit detroit just let that guy walk and it's just like how how in the world did that happen i mean um, he he's on one of the best contracts in the NBA. I mean, they, I think they got him signed for four years, and uh, he looks like a real star in the making. And, um, but yeah, you're right. I, they were, I mean, they were reasonably good. I mean, they, and I still think, like, what what is what is Houston's it's record? 11,
0: I saw eleven and sixteen. Yeah, I'll check you know. it to make sure. But
1: yeah, you're right. They're yeah, they, they've fallen off the table a lot. Six of the last. Three in the last three wins in the last ten games. It's gonna it's six gonna in a stink. row. Yeah,
0: six in a row. Yeah. I, that,
1: that's they probably lost. They're probably zero six since Christian Woods been out.
0: Yeah, that you know you probably. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> he's been he's been dynamite. <laughs> so that that's a big blow. You're right. That that yeah. that's a very big blow to the Rockets. And I mean, look. You are where you are at some point, even with Wall back. I mean, until even if they get Christian went back, by then they're going to be so buried. I, I really don't think they're going to overtake like eight teams to get into the playoffs. That's going to be hard. Um, yeah. Let's see. Anybody but else? You know, it's,
1: it's interesting, though. We, we did talk about that. And you pointed out their defense had improved significantly since the Harden trade, which is interesting. It I mean, is. Yeah. And they were actually playing pretty good D. Um, you know, at that, I think you texted me at that point during that Charlotte game. And you you, you said, like, they were, I think you said they were the second best defensive rating. Defensive the best? Rating the
0: number one defensive since, rating.
1: Was it their number one? I think that's since? what I ever saw. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, oh, I have to look right. that
0: up and make sure. And I believe that's right. That's, that's yeah,
1: incredible. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is. They're,
0: they're, I mean, they,
1: they, it, you know, it's like you get so used to Houston playing one certain way, <laughs> like with – <laughs> with Harden, which, they, let's be fair, they've been on it for, like, the last eight years. Yeah. That, like, once you turn the page on something and, like, you pull off that huge blockbuster trade, that you almost, like, I don't even know what to expect when I, when I turn on the Rockets game anymore, you know? It's like, okay, we're going to see John Wall, like, you know, penetrating a lot and, and kicking out and hopefully finding Daniel House for, you know, an open shot or, you know what I mean? But it's it's just such a different team from what what we've seen and it, I, I yeah I don't even know what to expect when I turn them
0: yeah it's a very good question I well I know what to expect of them right now I mean they're bad they're just bad like they yeah just it's walling a bunch of chumps at this point so there's not much to watch DeMarcus Cousins is trying but he's just not himself you know since the ACL injury he's just he just hasn't been that good like I mean, I w- I really hope he can play better, but he's not going to be a superstar like he used to be. So it's kind of it's tough for them, and it's not it's not their fault. There's nothing they can really do. Harden threw that old organization under the bus. You uh, know, I wish I could have. I wish I was an owner and had the balls to like just force him to play. Like, you know what? You need to if you really want to do this, go figure it out when when your contract's up, and just like you have to play. You know, forget you. You're like. If you don't want to play, you know, you're, we, you have, we signed you to a contract that says you need to play. So, you know, and you, I just did a shrug right now. You didn't see that. We're not on YouTube tonight, so you can, nobody saw that, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, I'm, uh I, I'm sorry. I'm totally distracted. I got the Laker game on. I don't know if you're watching. Oh, I am. But... I
0: am. It's, uh, uh, I guess it's I'm not of... surprised, but man, it's like, guys, this is the Minnesota Timberwolves guys. Like,
1: well, I, I just ripped the Timberwolves for not picking um, <laughs> Lamella Ball, which I think is fair. But, I mean, Anthony Edwards, he's got 27 points tonight. He, he's been, like, inside, outside. He's been doing it all. So
0: well, um, keep an eye on him. He's he's not bad. I'm I mean, not sure what – yeah, that's an interesting call. Like, this is a tough team to read. They did kind of hang around with the Clippers when they were at Minnesota, when they are at Minneapolis recently. So maybe, maybe they're a little better, but I tend to find them to be a useless team. Maybe, but maybe, you know what? Give them credit. I, I do like Edwards. I remember seeing him in Georgia and there was supposed to be this big, there was supposed to be a thing. It was like, we we're going to have like a bunch of games between uh, Edwards and Wiseman uh, first in like in the tournament, like we were hoping they would meet. And then I think Wiseman decided not to play the season and then the pandemic hit, and so we never even saw a tournament, so it never happened. But we missed out on that on seeing it there. But I think we can see it the next time that the Warriors play the Wolves. And I think they've already played this year against each other, but uh, the next time they play against each other would be a fun reevaluation because the the Warriors for the first month of the season were garbage. Like that was a useless team. It's not necessarily a good team now. They've battled the five hundred, but I think people have speculated that it's almost 100% um on account of Steph Curry. That's just how good he is. And I, I think to a lot of to a lot for in a lot of ways that's true because when Curry is not having it was not when he's not having a good game, he did not have a good game against the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday and it resulted in the Nets really running away with it at uh at Chase Center. So I think he, I think it's a is a reasonable point that it's not that good a team, but was oh, Wiseman's had a good year there. Uh, you were talking about how Wiggins, off the air, you were talking about how Wiggins was having a great season because the Warriors have been playing in relevant games. He's improved a lot, absolutely. He's been more aggressive to the hoop and so on. So it is a more interesting team this year. But to be fair, I feel like this team is not that good. It's just that Curry's really elevating them to be more interesting. You know, how serious would you take the Warriors
1: uh, I mean, yeah, right now they'd be the eighth seed. Um, I mean, they're not bad. I mean, they're – you know, I mean, like I would love to see him with Clay right now. Yeah. But Wiggins – I mean, Wiggins has been so much better, Dave. He's, like, improved in almost every single category. He's a much better three-point shooter. All of a sudden he's playing good defense and, you know, like – that makes that horrible contract look not so bad. And and so, you know, I would love to see what they could do with clay here and, and so forth. Um, one guy we talked about offline was this guy, Toscano Anderson. Um, who's been yeah, starting and he's great. on a, he's on a two-way contract, Dave. And he's, I was watching him last night and he's like a six, seven guard can handle the ball, decent shooter and just always, seems to have like the right play in mind. And every time I see him play, I'm kind of like, how is this, this guy was in the G League last year. How in the world was like, is the talent that incredible that guys like this just kind of float around and, and go undiscovered because um, a two-way contract is nothing. And, and, um, and he, he's certainly fun to watch, but he, yeah, he's, he's been starting the backcourt with, with Clay. So, um, but, um, but yeah, I, I I mostly agree. And I think Draymond is, Draymond's like really lost his step and, and that's, that's the unfortunate thing is that, you know, he's one of those guys who, uh, who really, um, his skills are great, but you know, he's one of those guys who, when, when he loses some of the athleticism, it, it just, it all kind of falls apart for him. And, And I, I, uh, I, I'm a big Draymond fan. And so, uh. So it's hard, it's hard to watch him sometimes. But um, Wiseman's been fun. I mean, Wiseman's been really good. I mean, this is, Dave, this has been a really good draft. I mean, there, there's no two ways about it. This working class is sensational.
0: Absolutely. There's a lot of
1: talent all around. I mentioned Sadiq Bey. I think he was picked like 12th or maybe lower than that. I can't mm-hmm. even remember. And there's been like good players all over the place and, and performing at a high level this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you, we've cited some of the biggest names on that draft board so far, and I'm sure there are still others that we haven't even covered yet. You know, like
1: absolutely, it's, yeah, tons
0: of them. fun year, fun year. Isn't yeah. the Pritchard was on your Celtics, right? Like, he, what's your thought on him?
1: Yeah, no, he's been uh, he's been a revelation. Um, I mean, uh, just because the Celtics have been so banged up at guard with smart out now and Kemba really looks like he might be finished. Unfortunately, he's just been terrible. Um, but he, I think he's logged like, I mean, I think he's logged like the fourth most minutes on the team for a rookie and, and Brad notoriously does not play rookies a lot, but he's been terrific. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, good, good outside shooter, has a really good handle. Again, good court vision. I mean, not we're not talking about like Lamello level, but you know, enough to get by and always seems to make the right play, you know, and and it's fun. Um, he's been a a pretty good compliment to to Tatum and and uh and Jalen just because he can um he can kind of set up outside or you know, you can have him with the ball in his hands. He can do a lot of different things. Um yeah, the other guy I wanted to bring up that that was interesting um, was the Knicks picking um, not uh, uh, n- uh, not Topen, um, the guard from uh, from Kentucky. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Help me out, Dave. All of a sudden, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about Pritchard. But um,
0: wait, who we talking about?
1: The, the Knicks first round. Uh, yeah, their first round pick number twenty five. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, what's his name?
0: Oh, one second. I got it. I, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. One sec. Give me... Wait, it wasn't Obi Toppin? You sure?
1: No, no. There was their second first rounder they, they picked. Oh, um, Le-
0: well, I have here Leonardo... Emmanuel Quickly.
1: Emmanuel Quickly from Kentucky. He's oh, okay. Fantastic. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm... Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm slipping here a little bit, but Quickly's been really, really good, and he's logging about 20 minutes a game, but good shooter. I mean, uh, I think, he, I think he's hitting like 40% from three and he's been just been outstanding. And like, it's funny, you know, like the Knicks have been getting a lot of crap for not taking, um, um, uh, what's the Kings guard's name? Uh, uh, Halliburton Halliburton at, and they took T- topin instead. But uh, they got a nice pick. I think at 25, I think quickly was taken number 25 overall in the draft. And he's been a real nice, nice player for them. Uh, yeah. 25th overall um, so far and and just, just can kind of do it all. Good passer, um, good shooter. He's shooting shoot about, actually shooting about 38% right now and, uh, and you know, limited minutes, but uh, I think he's only like 19 years old. So uh, actually, no, he's a little bit older than 21, but, um, but yeah, he's shown a lot and he's been like a, a nice studying you know, we, we make fun of the Knicks cause they always draft point guards and, you know, they never seem to work out. Well, this guy's worked out and he's been really good for them. So give him credit.
0: Yeah. Give him credit. Indeed. I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I've yet to learn about a number of these guys, but, uh, they and a number of, you know, the Knicks in particular have certainly opened some eyes too. But that was a little more expected. They're not really surprising people in this way because people thought that. Well, at least unless I shouldn't use the people shield. Let's just say I thought that the Knicks would be okay. Like they'd be better than people thought, because um, uh, because Thibodeau always has them playing hard. But as we talked about, his his uh, his really uh, totalitarian style. Is not a very long lived style, and people are going to tire of it, and you know, there'll be a mutiny before too long. But but in the early going, it tends to be really good, and this team is good. Of course, you certainly were not buying their start, um, and they're still doing okay. Like they're fourteen and fifteen, but you're right. I mean, this kind of basketball, where they're basically just trying to suck the clock out, in with the way they play, has a limited lifespan, but. It's working so far, and I think I think more points mirror yours where you're basically saying, look, this team is doing good. This team's having a good start, um, but this is not going to do much in the playoffs, one and two. It's only a matter of time before people start to figure them out, so I agree with all that. But there are guys to watch. I mean, Julius Randle's having a great season. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how well he's playing. It's about time. I mean, we've really, everybody's been hoping for that for him. He's an easy to root for guy. He's a nice guy. Um, so, you know, he's been tremendous. So let's talk about the Knicks a little bit.
1: Yeah. my I, Like I said at the opening, I, I was wrong about them. And yeah. the reason I, I didn't think they would be very good, well, the main reason is I just saw a team that really wasn't going to be able to shoot the ball very well. And, um, and there have been some surprises there. You mentioned Randall. I mean, Randall's like been a career, like, thirty percent three-point shooter. Well, he's shooting over forty percent right now, from three. He's really improved from downtown. He must have worked on it or something. During you know during the you know ten months or so the the Knicks were were not playing ball because he's been outstanding from three. And all of a sudden, that changes the dynamic of the team and it really opens things up. So um so yeah and then i mentioned quickly who i think has been you know just an excellent rookie and particularly when you're drafting 25 you don't expect to get a player who can contribute um this much this early if at all i mean 25 i mean it's you know that that sometimes that's a throwaway pick so um so that that that's been impressive and then uh and then in addition, another guy who's really come along in his third year is Kevin Knox. He's he's also, you know, we talk about three-point shooting. He's shooting 38% right now um, from three. And again, a guy who was was really struggled from that area. Um, and just uh, you know, it, it just looked like a team that was going to have a lot of slashers with Randall, with Barrett, and with with with. Um, with Knox but their their shootings really kind of opened things up and made them a little bit more unpredictable um and uh so um so yeah Nick fans uh enjoy rubbing my face um I will take it uh but it it's you know I mean it's fun I mean it's it is it is there is something fun when and I grew up in New York as you know when when the Knicks are are good and there's like a little excitement about the Knicks yep and um so it, it, it's uh, it'll be it would be funny to see them in the playoffs again. Let's put it, fun, just put it see them in the playoffs again. Let's put it that way.
0: It'd be fun to see them in the playoffs again, but it's clear that both of us are going to root for the other team, right? <laughs> we got to be real about it. But uh, I have
1: a lot of friends who are Nick fans, so I, will, I, I can't say. So that. do
0: I. So do I. Uh, so, but I res- much respect because, as you said. The Nick fan base is a sleeping giant. They have such great fan support. It's they do. They, they really do. Yeah, they have yeah, great they, they
1: have great fans. I I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of the people we know who are mutual friends, uh a, a Tommy for example, who we've done shows with, is he's a great Nick fan. And Absolutely. so you you want good things to happen to people like that, you know.
0: I can I can respect that definitely, you know. I I'm with it. Um we'll see. I will see. I mean, look, it's it's a fun story right now. So, we'll we can we can appreciate that. We don't have to we don't have to pour cold water on that now. It's us just see how it goes the rest of the way. Um, let's get you a quick prediction. So, we record these programs right before they featured late game um on the national network when there is one. And there is one tonight. We have the Brooklyn Nets who are resting both um well KD, I thought no, Irving is not going to play. At that I know. There's a sore backish situation for him. I didn't check to see what the situation was for Durant. He did play, though. He's back from his injury, but I'm wondering if he's playing tonight. I think Harden will play. So they're, they're shorthanded one way or the other. The Suns are going to be fine. They're at home. and the But what's wild is that the Suns are suddenly favored by eight points, which is just kind of a lot <laughs> for that game, even with all those guys out. But they, a lot of guys are out. Like, so... Who do you have winning that game tonight before it tips off during our recording?
1: Sorry. Sorry. I was on mute, Dave. Um, I, that, this is a tough one. This is a little bit of a rubber beats the road game for me. Uh, just because the Suns are one of the best at, um, at defending the three and yep. Brooklyn is excellent at shooting the three and so, and Brooklyn's one of the best offensive teams in the NBA right now. So it, it, it's going to be a fun one, I think. I think so too. Um, I give the Suns the edge just because they're home. Uh, it, it, I, I have that it right. It's in, it's, it's in Phoenix, obviously. So yep. um, I, give the, yeah, I give the Suns a little bit of an edge. Um, and, I, I, you know, the, they're a better defensive team. They're fourth overall in defensive rating uh so i would i would i would pick the suns but i, I brooklyn's such a weird team and they're offensively they're so good mm-hmm. um they're third in, in offensive rating right now so and then I, I and i think if i were to break that out since the Harden trade they're probably one I, I would it would not shock me if they're the top seed i'd have to i'd have to run a filter on that but since i think january 14th was a hardened trade and I might, I might just run a filter on that just to check because, um, because I, 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 it wouldn't shock me if, if, uh, in the last month they are, they are the top team in in the NBA in offensive rating. Um, but defensively they, they have problems. We've outlined that. Um, if you bring the ball into the paint, you can kind of score at will on them. And, and, um, and maybe the Suns are I'm sure the Suns are looking at that and, you know, thinking how can we uh you know, how can we take advantage of this weakness in in the in the uh you know in the in the in the paint with, you know, DeAndre Ayton, for example, just posting up and down low because um that's that's Brooklyn's Achilles heel right now. Yeah, and, and they're gonna they're gonna um
0: I had you know, wondered why their defense was so bad, but you just gave me an interesting angle. Jordan stinks. Like he was a better defender before, but it does seem like people seem to have their way inside the paint now. Doesn't it? Do you think he's part of the problem?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, he's, you know, I think, I think he's like kind of past his prime. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, um, the outgoing center, they traded to, uh, Cleveland. Um, and why am I drawing a blank on this? Uh,
0: oh, oh Allen, to, right.
1: Yeah. Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Thank you from the university of Texas was, was actually really good. And he was like underrated there, even though he wasn't starting, yeah. he was kind of like holding down the fort in the middle. And he's a very good, he's an
0: excellent defense. He's defensive a very side. athletic player. Yeah. Yeah. He, really and, agile. Uh, like it was really, it, he has, he was fun to watch over there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and Cleveland, dang it, Cleveland got him, you know, I mean, yeah. I've been a fan of his for a while, but, he's kind of flown under the radar, but, uh, but yeah, I I mean, I think that's the biggest problem. And then, uh, you know, I, I I mean, I look at their depth chart and, you know, they don't really have, that's the problem is they don't really have like a real big who can kind of step in there and just be a muscle, you know, I mean, to, I mean, they they literally have nobody to, to, to back them up at center Um, Jordan, that is came up. up. And so that's a real problem. So I don't know. I don't know what they can do. I mean, this one talks about, like JaVale McGee's, I think JaVale's on the, on the, um,
0: that's pretty desperate. I
1: know, but they, they don't, they literally, Dave, they don't, if you look at their depth chart, they do not have a center. You're right.
0: Can... No, you're right. It's a very small team. I've seen it. <laughs> like they have, they, when they, when he's not playing, that is a very small team. And that's yeah. also part of the problem. That's also contributes to their defensive issues. So, yeah it would seem that even a slow team like that, like Phoenix could have their way with them tonight. Um, I think the Suns will win that game, but I don't necessarily think they're going to win by 10. I, I think that's a lot of points. I'm that not,
1: is huge. That's surprising. Right?
0: I, I don't yeah. know. Like I I think, I don't know. Look, if they do, they do. Fine. But gosh, that's just, that's a lot of points. Especially when you talk about how prolific their offense, the Nets' offense. Even if you've got guys out, you still got Joe Harris. He's pretty good. You've had um, and if Durant plays, he's good too. Um, Who's the other guy that I'm missing? I and mean, there's somebody else I think is that's also pretty good on that team. Wait,
1: on on Brooklyn? Yeah, Harris, yeah, on Brooklyn. So besides um, the big
0: three and and Harris, but I thought there was someone else. I mean, Bruce Brown's
1: been pretty good for them. Yeah, Bruce nice... Brown.
0: Um, Jeff Green is okay. I guess I wasn't really thinking of him. I think Brown's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Brown, yeah, so it is a good good team. I mean, let's say good good offense. I should be specific. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, very good, excellent.
0: So this is not a team to me that's overrated or underrated. I think they're rated. They're about five hundred, and that's about what they think they are. Like I, I, they're they have a really good offense and they have a really bad defense. So the balance of that is a five hundred team, and some nights they'll win and some nights they'll lose. And they'll have the lead, but they often won't hold on to it. They'll be fighting to to hang on to it at the end, uh, with some rare exceptions. Although Saturday was a good one, like they they killed the Warriors. They seem to have their number this year so far. So, no, I think that's about right. And if they ever did get even, you know, someone to come out of somebody to come out of retirement, Andrew Bogut's a little bit ridiculous, but just using that as an extreme example, like some defensive specialist guy, Javon McGee's probably as good as they can come up with. But hey, he was reasonably good for the Lakers in a limited role. Obviously, when a team starts to play small on you, then he's useless. He really is. Like, the Rockets started playing small, and JaVale McGee couldn't play the rest of the series. So that's the thing you got to watch out for if they end up going after him. Um, I don't know why they had to trade Allen. I guess that was necessary to get Harden. Here's my big question to you. This is the first time we've been on since they did that trade, uh, Harden to the Nets did this trade need to happen? Like, I feel like this offense was still going to be one of the best in the NBA before trading for him. Wouldn't you rather have that team with like Allen and Lavert as opposed to, you know, settling for GJ and Harden who is good, but as a third wheel, I'm not really sure if he'll be that effective that you know how big of a difference he's going to make.
1: Yeah. I, I think, um, I, I agree with you. I think when I saw the Nets play on Christmas Day against Boston, they were they were really scary, you know. And the, the biggest thing was, I mean, so yeah, they had two, you know, they had two stars in Kyrie and and KD, but they had emerging star players like like we talked about with Jared Allen. And Lavert, and I understand Lavert's out, and he wouldn't be playing right now, anyways. And Spencer Dinwiddie, who got hurt, is another example of a guy who, um, you know, who's been really excellent as a uh, as a backup guard. Um, well, he was starting; he was starting before Harden, but um, but yeah, they 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 struck me as the deepest team in the NBA prior to trading for Harden and um yeah it's it's you know you flip it and so now yeah they have the, the big 3 which i mean in fairness you know you you'd rather have the the big 3 than than a bunch of you know middling players but i i, I in this case i the the backups were so good that i i think i'd i think i'd rather have the deeper team, but I I don't know. I mean, I think come playoff time, you know, teams shorten their, their, their bench and they, they really only play eight, nine anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter quite as much. Um, but it, they, they don't feel at least in the regular season, they don't feel like they're as good a team at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think we've been on very much on the same page with this topic and, so people are talking about how the Nets will end up being the team to beat in the East, and I'm like, eh, let's calm down. Like I I would not I would be very surprised if they even got to the conference finals as they are right now. They need to make some changes to make that happen. I just can't even if they slow down their pace, even if they you know what I mean? Like if if they did all that, like, yeah, how how do we know? Like you know yeah. like so okay, so Phoenix is off to a four nothing lead in this game to start. Which means nothing, it's, it's really, really, but they got work to do. And everybody knows it, like the Net fans know it, people broadcasting the Nets know it. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious at this point. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as the, the, uh, the, 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 the topics tonight. There are a lot of teams in the NBA that should be better than they are. Uh, the Mavericks, Heat, Celtics, Raptors. I said, I, I, the Nets are not part of that because I feel like they are right where we expected them to be um but definitely there are teams and then we mentioned the Pistons they should be in there um there are a bunch of those teams and i i don't know what you do with yeah what do you do with that like i i i mean the Celtics are an interesting case like they're barely above 500 like are you surprised that they are struggling to this degree because remember Last year, they didn't have Hayward for most of the season anyways. It's not like that's making not much of a difference, whether it, him being gone. I mean, are you surprised that the Celtics aren't more dominant? I mean, they lost some glue guys, but I didn't think they lost so much that they would end up being a 500 team. So what's your feeling as far as the Celtics? Just to pose one example out of all these teams that should be better than they are.
1: The Celtics have... Well, okay, so one thing, Gordon Hayward played almost every single regular season game last year. Oh, he did? He was, okay, okay. Yeah, he was injured in the playoffs, but okay. I think mean, he played over 50 games. Um, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I guess that just goes playoffs, to show you the
0: layoff of doing the bubble just really affects like your perception of the season. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to realize No,
1: that. no, it's fine. Um, in the playoffs, however, he he missed, I think, the entire Toronto series and mm-hmm. part of the Heat series mm-hmm. and really yeah. wasn't, hundred percent in the heat series um yeah definitely i mean losing Hayward is obviously a big loss um mostly because you know it just you know you had a team that had excellent wing depth and all of a sudden you know they're scrambling um the, the 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 biggest the biggest factor in my opinion has been Kemba, has just been uh who's been awful and he missed you know the first month and a half of the season and he's come back and he just looks he's he's slow and you know when you got a guy who's that dependent upon speed um and and just being able to get by guys off with on the dribble you know it, it's it's really you know it's it's a it's a real big um uh change in 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 his style of play and and you know he, he has these games where he just cannot make a shot um so yeah i mean the the, and then, of course, you know, you, you know, you hate to bring it, blame it on injuries, but, you know, Ken has been hurt. And 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 then the last, you know, they've, they've gone on this horrible losing streak. I mean, they won last – they won tonight. They beat Denver pretty handily. But, um, you know, the loss to Detroit, we mentioned, and then the loss after that to Washington. And, and, you know, they've just looked horrendous and just awful at times. I mean, just real shaky on defense and um, just – not really crisp on offense where they, you know, when you see the Celtics playing well, they're moving the ball around a lot and you haven't seen that a lot. And so, um, so yeah, I mean like just, they've been just banged up at garden and, uh, and Kemba's been out and Marcus Smart is out. And for a while Pritchard was out and there, there were games where they were starting Jeff Teague, who's been flat out awful. Yeah. And, um, and uh tremont waters who's a second year guard out of lsu who i think started one or two games in there too so they've been they've been really banged up at guard and i think that's been the biggest problem um and going forward uh Kemba will continue to be a problem because he signed for three more well oh. two more years but the, plus the option <laughs> so that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one yeah um unless he can come back you know come back stronger but On the positive side, you know the two Js have been well. Jalen Brown's really been improved, and to the point where you're you're wondering, is he even better than Tatum right now? Because he's just been such a good finisher, and a much. I mean, you talk about a guy watching a guy three-point shooting has been superb. Um, That you know, I I I think you know, I think like you, the Celtics will be fine ultimately because. You know, getting two stars who are in their twenties is very, very rare, and they still have that huge. They have the largest trade exemption in NBA history, so they can still like, you know, pick off a team, you know, player off a team, um, you know, who might be making a lot. I mean, there's been all kinds of talk about who that player would be. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a realistic option there, but. That, that is available to them and they can carry that forward into the off season. Um, but that was for, that was for the the Hayward contract. So they, they still have that in their back pocket. And um, yeah, I mean, we still haven't seen what, you know, their first first round pick can do. I mean, Neesmith, he, I watched the game tonight and he made some nice plays and looked pretty good. But, um, but ultimately I think, I think Boston just has to stand pat right now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rock the boat I wouldn't make a panic move because um, like I said, you know you got these two young guys who are you know in their early 20s and who are signed to long contracts now I mean now that Tate has been uh, signed to that big uh, big extension starting next year technically so he's still I think he makes like eight million this year but next year he's gonna make him like 23 20 something like that. So, um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rock the boat. I would see what you have in the young guys and Pritchard and Nie-Smith, and, um, and eventually Romeo Langford is going to come back and, um, and Marcus Smart will be back and then, and then see where you are. And if you have to, if you feel like, you know, the right piece comes along with the trade exemption, then you can pull the trigger. Um, but, uh, but like I said, you don't have to use it. They can use that in the off season and, uh, and. and and figure things out then and then um you know i mean i would i would and i would i would also say like robert woods has been great too at center um been been very uh a very improved player and Mm -hmm. so um i would just i would just play with the young guys and and not and not make a panic move and and try to you know
0: well there have been
1: rumors like buddy healed and i'm like i I, you know i think buddy healed would help a little bit but he gives up so much on D, and I, I, just, I wouldn't, you know, that just seems like a, a problem waiting to happen. Yeah, and, um, I, I mean, and he makes a lot, and I, I don't know. I just feel like it might throw them, the, the, it would throw the financial part of things off. I think of for this team, and, and, um, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that.
0: No, I, I think that's a fair point. I get this. There's a. There are enough good parts as a young team. I I don't think the pressure is nearly as great for them to win a title as it would be for the Nets. Even though we really don't think they're that good. But the reason that there's pressure is because they've got those giant names. Those are giant names on that team. Three superstars. Funny, you know they got Durant and Irving and 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 uh, yeah, Durant, Irving, and, Ky- well, and Kyrie. Kyrie is Irving. Yeah. So
1: and then it's. Yeah, Durant, Harden, Irving and Harden. Harden. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. but I would I would also say the pressure's on them too because when you don't have any draft picks over the next like 6 years, you know, you got to win. I mean, there is no other way to say it, you have to win now. Oh, there's
0: no I mean, question. Well, that's yeah, that's that's, you- that's the biggest that's 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 like doubling the pressure on Brooklyn. Absolutely. So, no, you're right about I I I definitely miscalculated the hard the uh, Hayward impact on the Celtics. I mean, it just makes the Celtics so much more beatable. Like, you didn't have that guy to keep the other, the rest of the, you know, like his zone defense, for example, like the Heat employed during the playoffs last year. If Hayward were there and healthy, he would have kept that zone defense honest. And I'll just tell you a good example of that. When you've got that other, that third player or that fourth player to give the, uh, to break the zone defense, that zone defense isn't going to do much. You know, yeah. typically a zone defense is not exceeding the NBA. So I think what that said was, and I think this is what you're getting at, is that the Celtics' depth was severely compromised with the loss of Hayward during the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the other thing, too, is that Hayward effectively is a point forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's such a capable ball handler in a way that, you know, Tatum and Jalen aren't. I mean, he's, he's a really good passer, and he, he functions as a point guard. Yep. And to, when, you're, when you're facing that zone, you need a really good passer and um, yeah, Miami would throw these zones where they'd have three bigs like at the arc. And it was just like daring you to throw it down low. Um, but if you can't, if you don't have that player to make that pass, you know, into the, into the paint, then, then you're not going to do that much with it. And um, and so, uh, I mean, so Hayward would have been critical in those moments. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, just in, at this point in the season, you know, just, just losing that, you know, that third piece his scoring his passing ability. Uh, and, and, you know, his defense is actually underrated. He was actually pretty good Um is, you know, is, is quite a big loss. Um, but do, would I make that, you know, would i would I go for the 120 million
0: for him? No, 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 no. I don't think he's worth but, that much anyway, yeah. you know, despite all have, that. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, it's been fun in Charlotte and you yeah. know, they have some to root for, for, I mean, I God, when was the last time there's been a really good team in Charlotte? It's been a long time. I know?
0: like the way you put that because a really good team in Charlotte really encompasses the two franchises—the one that now right. is the Pelicans. So yeah. that 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 was a proper phrasing.
1: Both both Hornets teams and the Bobcats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So I do like the name change, though. I think it is smart that New Orleans got out from under the Hornets name cuz that was not resonating at all. They needed to come up with something different. So that was a cool idea. And then the Charlotte area basically re take you know, like they did with the Browns, like basically taking the name mark of the Hornets and adopting their history <laughs> and pretending to be the old Charlotte Hornets. I'm fine with that cuz I think that's that that name belongs in Charlotte. Don't you think so?
1: I yeah, I, I like it. I always like their branding. Um I was, you know, I was down in Virginia when they, their first season when they, when they started. And so I kind of, I watched like a fair number of their games um, when they were, you know, when they were the new team well, along with uh, Miami. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. And like well, the team that actually left Charlotte and went to new Orleans just became a, just became a train wreck. And I mean, it was to the point where the NBA actually stepped in and, and um yeah, block the and, trade and, and, that would have and, set
0: the Lakers for the next 5 years. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> block <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: Uh, and 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 then and then in, in fairness, you know, the team that that the expansion team that was the Bobcats, yep, and was owned by Jordan has has been has not been run much better. So, you know, it's actually like it's actually kind of a bright spot right now, and in, in, in terms of the team's history, certainly since Jordan bought the team. I mean, this is at least things are looking up for them. Um, yeah, because yeah. they've been they've just been miserable. And, oh, it's a
0: it, it gives them something to root for. So the fans who love basketball, we all know that North Carolina is such a big basketball state. Between Duke and North Carolina, before the pros teams started to come there, it's an awesome state for basketball, and you know. It should, it need not be said, but I'll say it anyway. Jordan is from there, so yep. just one of the all-time great states to play basketball that there is. So to have a team relevant is big, and and it's not just relevant by way of like you know a bunch of games against bad teams. This team is literally very talented. Like it's a very interesting team, and I'm I'm glad for it. Like it's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, any of well, I was gonna say, and in, in from the list of teams that should be better. The Mavericks, too. That's probably the big. I don't know which of these is the biggest surprise, but that's a big surprise. Like I, yeah, Mavericks
1: and Heat are the two because yeah, they're both yeah. playoff teams, and now they're just like, are we a playoff team this year? Yeah, I don't know. They're both they're, currently they're both the tenth seed, which would mean they they'd be in the nine ten playoff game, but yeah. um, but yeah, I, I didn't expect this. Certainly not. I'm more surprised by Dallas. I just thought Dallas would be. One of the two, I thought Dallas had a chance to be the second best team in the West behind the Lakers. Completely
0: fair. Like you had, you had a pretty good one-two yeah. well, last year at least. That you had a good one-two with Doncic and and uh, and Porzingis. They there were no major injuries. They didn't really lead, none none of their key none of their important players really left. It is it is very surprising that they're struggling like this. There's a real chemistry issue, I think. Um, in fact, just to add to that, I think their defense is better. And yet, they're still not being not winning very much at all. Um, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I think the biggest thing, if you want to try to explain why they can't win right now, is Doncic, and I really don't think he's done much to improve his game. I think it doesn't seem like he's got that, You know what I mean? Like it's it's. How else do I explain it? Like he doesn't really have, the compete. Like he's a good player, but I feel like he just thinks that his talent is good enough to win games. He's not going out and getting games. That's as much as I can tell you. But all in all, it's just like there are a bunch of guys around him. I think he's lacking depth too. Like I don't think it's necessarily Doncic's fault completely. He doesn't have very much talent around, him. all these guys that were supposed to be better scorers, they can't hit a shot like that. Um, like guys like Hardaway and and whoever else. Like the, you know. Like yeah, the one thing the one thing
1: I'll say is that, um, yeah, I mean Chris Thompson on defense used to be like pretty stout, and that is no longer the case. Um, as far as Doncic. Um, I, I'm still a fan. I would I would say that at some point, are we going to start talking about, about the fact that this guy is a lousy three point shooter? <laughs> and and I, I say that with the knowledge that he's he's an excellent, um, you know, he's an excellent passer. He does a lot of things really well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost everything really well. He's a horrible three-point shooter, and we're we're in year three, and he's a thirty-three percent three-point shooter. That's not good. And if your first team All NBA is a guard, I, you have gotta be better than uh, that. I'm sorry, you just have to be. I mean, it's yeah. such a big, it's such a crucial part of this game. At some point, someone's gonna start talking about this, right? I mean, I'm, am I the only one who's
0: noticing this? You cause... have been the only one that's noticed that. A lot of people have called <laughs> out, a lot of people have called out his defense.
1: Okay, his oh, defense, defense is not great either, but yeah. no one talks about the fact that he's he's a and, and people will be like, Oh, but do you remember that shot he made against the Clippers last year in the playoffs? <laughs> the I'm like, yeah, there's one shot, but
0: yeah. <laughs> most of the time he misses that. That's true. He does this like doesn't he do like this Harden move where he kinda of, like steps in and then steps back Oh, he does back. A step back. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He does a step back and people are like, Yeah, he's like hardened. I'm like, Yeah, but Harden makes up. <laughs> <laughs> <You understand? laughs> that's the difference.
0: No, that's right. Harden's yeah.
1: awesome at that.
0: He's been very inefficient with that shot. That's, yeah. that's the thing. You're right. That's, that, is, that hits it on the nose. Like, he's just not efficient in the way that you need to be if you're going to be a top-five NBA player. And so he's got work to do, and my feeling is he hasn't really put the work in to improve his game and keep it sharp like all the greats tend to do, like Jordan did, like Kobe did, like LeBron does, Anthony Davis does all these guys are will keep or keep on working on their skills. I have no read on how much he worked on his skills, but it doesn't seem like he's put that kind of emphasis on it. I'm not sure. I just don't think he was prepared for them to lose like this. And now I feel like there's just a lot of frustration on the roster.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Cause they one, it feels like one game they look great and then they lose the next two. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, they're, yeah. I still think like I, I mentioned this offline. I still think both those teams will right the ship. I mean, I, Miami, I feel like it's, I mean, the big thing for them, I think is like Jimmy Butler was yes. hurt for a long time. And that's yeah. so like, it, you, you know, it's like anything you lose your best player. It's, you know, it, it's going to have an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I like that. I've, I, I expect Miami to be a lot better, but Denver, oh, Denver Dallas is much more um, mysterious to me.
0: Um, yeah. that That's a real enigma for me too. I do think that the, I have been saying that I think the heat will be better, but man, I don't know anymore after seeing their play, the Clippers last night, I was very disappointed. The Clippers did not play, did not play Paul George because of injuries they didn't play yeah. Paul George Kawhi Leonard or Patrick Beverly and they had their way with those guys they were really never they really weren't in it I mean yeah maybe they were in within 10 points at one point or or more than that but that Heat team should have won that game I, I'm sorry but if you're gonna make a run you have to win that game you can't lose to Lou Williams and Terrence Mann and and Yvonne, Yvonne and, and Zubat's I mean that is that's a bad loss. I, I mean, shorthanded or not, I'm sorry. It, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm just saying that's a bad loss because they were shorthanded. Um, golly, like you know, like if you're gonna make a run, you have to win those games. I'm, I'm just like I want to think that. I guess that's where I am. I want them. I want to think they can do it. Because they've got a good coach and they they know how to play and everything. They've got all the players that made the run for them last year, um, but they are missing some of the role players. Like uh, for ex- like, was Jay Crowder on that team last year? I'm trying to remember.
1: Jay Crowder was on the Heat last year. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that's one yeah. example.
1: Yeah. No. He's that's a you know he's a nice piece and he he, yeah. he. I'll tell you what. He probably played over his head. He was like unbelievable in the playoffs making threes.
0: Yeah. That's true. The, the three-pointed um, shooting was a little, a little anomaly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he was, and yeah, I and mean, he's on the Suns now and he was, you know, he's like one of those players. He's a nice, like, he's like a really nice, like seventh, eighth guy on your team. Like he just, if you, if you can slot him in that role, he's outstanding. Right. Um, but if you ask him to do more than that, then, then he might be exposed, but, but, um, but yeah, I didn't. I did not watch that Clipper game. But you, you, and uh, in fairness, you tend to get like a little upset at teams when they don't beat the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, yeah. But the other factor is that Dave is he'd be annoyed, he gets annoyed when the Clippers don't lose. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got me figured out, man. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I definitely prefer them losing. This is this is a fair point. <laughs> so I think the Heat can make the run. I hope that they do better in some of these games. I mean, you certainly. I mean, they're just too well managed. They're too well coached. They're too well GM. Yeah. Like I just feel like there's there's more here. I don't feel like this is the end for the Heat this year.
1: Oh, let's put it this way. I've I've counted out the Heat before. Mm-hmm. And i made i put put dirt on them, I've laughed at them, I've mocked them, and I always look bad. And you know it's 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 Riley, who is you know who you know well, and uh, Spolstra, who I think is an excellent coach, and um, you know they have a very good front office and they have a good core, anyways. And I'm not ready to to you know. To, to bury this team so I think
0: um, it's a way to go yeah. it yeah. is a way to go um, I'll give you an update on the Suns game they were they're were up they're up double digits right now but I don't necessarily think they're, they've got this game under control yet um, what have you seen so far from the game before you log off tonight
1: I you know I, I have it on my phone right now and so I can't I'm not following it too closely at the moment so I you, you probably have a better handle on this than, than I do
0: well, the Nets can win this game. It's just that yeah. it's going to be like the Rockets, the old Rockets, because the only guy playing tonight is Harden. I have learned that Kevin Durant couldn't play either, so it's literally just the Houston Rockets against the Suns. Like, good luck to them. We'll see if they can keep it, make a game of it. So, Chris, this has been fun. Um, any other thoughts before we, we sign off tonight and uh, go into the weekend?
1: No, no. We um... – I think we covered a lot of the topics. Let's let's do it again soon.
0: All right, sounds great. Uh, thanks again, Chris. Always a pleasure to talk hoops with you. And yeah, we'll do it thank again you. Soon. You got it. Take care, man. All
1: right, take it easy. Thanks so much, Dave.
0: You got it. You got it. Thank you, Chris in Georgia. That's our program tonight. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And uh, we we hope to see you again soon for our next program. Um, we'll keep the series on the on a, as an audio exclusive because I feel like. It's a good one to kind of warm up into. Um, we can't have everything on YouTube. Like, I think if we just put the whole thing on YouTube, then no one's going to listen subscribe to the show. So we're going to keep this thing as an audio exclusive, and we hope you enjoy all these NBA reports as we continue our way through the season. It's been fun. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, it's an interesting league this year. We'll keep We'll keep an eye on all these teams as we... We march into the midpoint of the season and the questionably decided All-Star Game. We'll see where the chips fall as far as that is concerned. But as for the league itself, I think we have a lot going on. I am Dave Medina. You can check us out on DidCal, where I've revived my blog. So I've got a random stuff there. Um, we're on Apple Podcast, Dave in the City Out West, and on Twitter at DidCal. We'll see you next time. So you want-